our good buddy Blake Lovell, managing editor for southeastern14.com, soon to be 16, 18, 20, on and on until the SEC just consumes all sports. Blake Lovell, how are you doing today, buddy? Doing well, my friend. Good to talk to you. Always great to talk to you. So big news right off the rip with Tennessee Vols. Uh, Zakai uh, Ziegler, I believe I'm saying his name wrong. Uh, so ACL gone for the season, the rest of for the March Madness push. Yeah, it's brutal because, uh, I mean, he's, you know, I, I think he's maybe the defensive player of the year in the SEC. Uh, when you consider that and just the fact that, you know, as their starting point guard on a team that's probably projected to be a number three seed, uh, you, you add those two things to the mix. Not ideal for the Vols, a team that, uh, you know, we were talking earlier in the week, like the one thing you're looking for with Tennessee is what's going to happen when they finally get fully healthy. And we thought, all right, they're getting beside Jordan James back. Julian Phillips came back. Tyreek Key didn't play last night, but, are they ever going to get their team fully healthy? Well, obviously, we weren't thinking about this type of injury to to Ziegler, and um, yeah, it's it's just a it's a huge blow. And, and I know people can say, well, they found a way to win that we found a way to win that game last night by 18 without him. But let's not kid ourselves in terms of uh, the value he brings to that team. And in a tournament setting, um, not to have your your starting point guard and your do it all defensive guy. Um, yeah, just, just everything he brings to the table, his ability to shoot the ball from outside for a team that, you know, can struggle there at times. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a huge loss any way you put it. So with a team like that, that we've already been talking about Blake losing their starting guy like that, uh, such a crucial piece going into sec play, let alone getting into the tournament. Uh, you have, already questions before that and you lose that piece it feels like this team is if you're a Vols fan does it feel like hope is just leaving the the, the building right now well if you want to look at it another way everyone out there that does not has not been on the Tennessee bandwagon all season and has picked them apart is already writing up their story on how Tennessee got eliminated from the first round or second round of the NCAA tournament uh, and so you at least know that, you know, everybody's going to basically be picking Tennessee to lose now because they, they have another kind of thing to add. It wasn't, you know, it was sort of looking at the offensive issues and, um, you know, this team just can go long stretches without scoring and what happens then. And, well, now it's, well, now we can add, hey, how do they do that without, you know, a guy who can shoot, a guy who is their starting point guard that runs their offense. And, you know, it's just, I think it's sort of, that's the situation now. So, I mean, if you want to look at it for Tennessee, I don't know if there's ever been, well, there, there have been, but a team that could possibly be flying under the radar and have lower expectations as a number three seed, you know, than Tennessee, just based on everybody had already started to form that opinion on them. And now when you consider losing Ziegler, I think everyone's going to basically say, well, we fully expect Tennessee to get, you know, bounced in the first or second round of the tournament. And that's that. And, who knows? Maybe the Vols can use that to their advantage and, and kind of embrace the underdog role, even for a team that, like I said, may be a number three seed. I don't know if that's possible, but, um, again, it certainly limits, I think, how far they can go just without someone like that. Uh, we haven't talked since all of this happened, obviously, with the Brandon Miller situation uh, because we've kind of been all over the place with Vandy baseball on the show. Uh, so the starting off with all the allegations with Brandon Miller and what came up with that, uh, going on to his TSA intro, whatever Nate Oates is calling it and, and 
I know Nate Oates came out today and blamed himself for it. Uh, what what has been your thoughts on all this stuff with Brandon Miller? Because we actually had a caller call in earlier wondering how the Brandon Miller uh, conversation is going to go coming here for the SEC tournament, what it's going to be like for him on that first day stepping out for the SEC tournament. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing everyone can agree on, whether, you know, matter which side of the, the coin you're on here, is the optics – you know, certainly don't look great. And, and you talk about, you know, the introduction and just everything that went along with the story. I think, you know, the Nate Oates' initial comments, like all that stuff, you can certainly say that. And and I don't think, you know, if you're looking at it just from a neutral standpoint, I think it's fair to say that just the overall optics obviously don't look spectacular. Um, for me, my, my whole entire thing on this from the beginning, um, and, you know, you're on Twitter too, is I, I'm much more, you know, going to lean on the side of facts here versus rumors and opinions. And sometimes I think on Twitter and social media, you can confuse the two um, because, you know, I, I can't even, I mean, again, you were probably on there. The, the day that story broke, like if you were just on Twitter anywhere, all of a sudden there were 57 different, you know, variations of what actually happened. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that's always my pet peeve with something like this is like all of a sudden that becomes more of the the conversation than like, Hey, let's, let's actually remember that like there's a, a young woman that lost her life here and there's a, you know, a small child now that's growing up without a mother. Mm-hmm. Can we keep that as the focus versus everyone trying to rush to be right about what should happen or this is going to happen? Um, I think it's just, you know, for me and these kind of serious sort of instances, let the facts drive, everything don't let rumors and opinions drive all of that and ultimately i think you would agree with it zach here here's how it should work whoever you know had involvement direct involvement in what happened should be held accountable and i think that's just the way it works you know that's that's the system that you know we we assume how that's how things should play out and again um i think it's it is such a a big topic just based on you know everything surrounding it but you know, as everyone else has kind of said, and, and Alabama has said, hey, here's what we've done, and I know not everyone's going to agree with, with how they've handled it, but, um, you know, for me, it's just, as the facts continue to come out, uh, it's it's best to sort of form, I think, your overall stance on this from that versus what you think you should think, or, um, again, just based on just the, the firestorm that is Twitter at times, so... Well, now I, I can ask you a question I know is going to be tough for you uh, because tonight Alabama is taking on Auburn uh, in Alabama. So I already know, crucially, you're going to have a hard time picking this one um, because it's each side thinks you hate the other side. Of course. I mean, that's how it works, right? <laughs> um, yeah, that's, uh, I, I don't have a hard time picking this one because I think if you actually look at the, the basketball aspect of this, I don't know how you can pick Auburn here because, again, Alabama, just, um, you know, a couple close games here recently. They had the game at South Carolina, you know, what was that, the day of or the day after the whole story broke there. Mm. Um, and then, you know, come back against a, a good Arkansas team. I know Arkansas didn't look good last night against Tennessee, but, you know, come back, beat a good Arkansas team uh, in Tuscaloosa. But I just think Auburn is heading in the wrong direction. And I've said for weeks now, if you're trying to find a team in the SEC, that's not going to play their way in, but play their way out and look no further than Auburn because they're just not playing well. Their schedule's been tough. 
Um, and this is another one that goes along with it, right? They play at Alabama tonight. They play Tennessee on Saturday, uh, which that one I don't want to say looks easier now, but you know you can certainly you're going to have to game plan a little bit different for that one with with no Ziegler. So yeah, I just I think Alabama. I mean, look, Alabama can win the SEC regular season title outright tonight, and there's nothing they'd rather do than blow out Auburn on their home court to do that. Um, and so I think Alabama will be fully motivated and. I just don't think Auburn's very confident right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if this thing got ugly. I know the first game was close, but I think atmosphere had to do with that. It's going to be completely different tonight, so I think Alabama wins this one. Should win it going away. Cover, covering the 10 then, huh? I would take that, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not a professional better, but I just I don't know how Auburn keeps up here. Uh, other game going on tonight over at the Rupp. We talked about this last week. Uh, Vanderbilt plays pretty well against Kentucky uh, in the recent years. Kentucky 23 now in the country, uh, depending on <clears throat> which poll you're looking at. Uh, where do you think that one's going to go tonight? Because Vanderbilt still has a lot to prove for themselves, and Jerry Stackhouse never seems like a guy who goes away. No, and I mean, look, if you want, if you're a Vanderbilt and you want to, which I think they should do, still put in your mind that you have a chance to make the NCAA tournament. It's going to take a lot, but, you know, it's going to take winning this game and the next game and the next game and the next, like, and so forth, probably all the way to the, at least the championship of the SEC tournament. But, you know, hey, it's at least something that can motivate you in this kind of instance. And, I mean, you can argue Kentucky's playing as well as anybody right now, and that's a big change from where they were two and a half weeks ago. But, I mean, you said it. One thing we've always talked about is Vanderbilt kind of keeps it close with most teams. And there's actually a trend that probably is surprising for people, but they've kept it really close in Lexington. Like the past, I don't know how many years it's been now, but they always seem to go up there and make it interesting in Kentucky. Um, I've really, like, I, I went back through the numbers. I want to say maybe five or six straight seasons they've gone there, and there's actually been, you know, it's been a, a 10 point or less type game. And so I would think that's probably the way this goes, because what we have to remember, you know, Kentucky came to Nashville and sort of blew them out a couple or not a couple weeks ago about a month and a half ago I guess now um but remember Liam Robbins wasn't playing for Vanderbilt in that game and when you consider you know what Oscar Sheboy can do without a guy like Robbins on the floor well now it's much different because Robbins is arguably to me I think he could be the third best player in the league behind Miller and Sheboy and so if you add him to the mix now then all of a sudden I think it makes the the game plan a lot more interesting so I would probably be more surprised than not if Vanderbilt doesn't go up there and at least has a chance going into that final 10 minutes of the game um, to at least make it interesting. I mean, probably going to pick Kentucky, but don't discount, I think, Vanderbilt's ability to keep it close there like they have for many seasons now in a row. Blake Lovell, our guest. You can follow him on Twitter at TheBlakeLovell, managing editor for the Southeastern14.com. So looking at Lenardi's bubble that I don't think has been updated for a little bit. It's, It's got like a couple hours in between it. Uh, but first four out right now, North Carolina, Oklahoma State, Clemson, Michigan. Is there any way that you see on those bubble teams getting in over the last four in uh, Mississippi State, Boise State, Wisconsin, Arizona State? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting, and I think the team that you know you said from the top, that's going to be the team that's going to be fascinating to watch in North Carolina because – you know, North Carolina's team that got to the championship game last year, and, um, you know, when you compare their resume, the ACC, let's call it what it is, the ACC has been not great. And so I think that's why, you know, you're seeing a North Carolina and Clemson on that line. I ultimately feel like Auburn's going to find their way into that conversation. Um, I think Mississippi State, 
for, for me, the formula is very simple for Mississippi State. If they win at Vanderbilt on Saturday, they're in. Um, so they can move out of that kind of group. But North Carolina, to me, is the team to watch just because, you know, look, that's where a team like Auburn has to be looking there. If they lose this game tonight Alabama, you know, I think that's where things start to get interesting because you do have a team like North Carolina who could get hot, you know, in an ACC tournament-type scenario. And let's not forget, too, what's important here. Carolina's won three in a row. They played Duke on Saturday, so there's another opportunity um, for them. You know, I don't know about the teams behind them. You know, could a Michigan maybe potentially do some things? I think that's possible. They're another team that's kind of getting hot at the right time. They've got two big opportunities coming up at Illinois and Indiana. So, you know, if you're the SEC teams of that group, Mississippi State and Auburn, formula is very simple. Just just win another game, and I think both of them are in. But if you don't, then I think you're looking at teams like North Carolina, Michigan, and such that could could make that push to kind of jump in. So, any of these bubble teams kind of strike you as a team that can make a, a real move inside the tournament? Well, I mean, I know North Carolina has been very up and down this season, but I would still not discount the possibility. I mean, I mean, I mean, think about that last year. Like North Carolina, no one thought they were going to get where they got to last year mm. as whatever seed they were, right? Um, so could they be in a similar situation? This is a little bit more of an extreme in terms of them being a bit further down, but I think there's something to the value just of them getting to the national championship game last year to kind of surprise everyone. Um, I don't know. I think that's one certainly to think about. Could they make another one of those runs? They've won three in a row now. If they beat Duke on Saturday, uh, that's that's one I would keep an eye on. You know, Michigan may be another one because these are teams that again have some players that have experience in these kind of scenarios. So um, I wouldn't be shocked if teams like that are able to make kind of a, a big run. So take away Alabama in the SEC from this question, but any teams that you truly feel can go deep into the tournament uh, from the SEC? Uh, it's going to be Kentucky. I, I mean, I, I'm. I'm almost back with Kentucky now. Like it's like, you know, it's the temporary breakup and all of a sudden we're back together. What changed? What changed what this, for this team? Well, I, I don't I mean, first of all, they're they're playing better defense, but they've just figured it out offensively. Like Cal's just kinda I, I don't know, because like I said, I mean, think about this. February eleventh, that's not that long ago, two and a half weeks ago basically. They lost to Georgia and their season looked like it was over. Mm. But now they've won four straight games. They beat Mississippi State, Tennessee, Florida, Auburn. And some of those, in, in convincing fashion, the Auburn one was just a complete, you know, I mean, they just took it to Auburn. I think they figured out, you know, what their rotation needs to look like, and that's basically their starting five. The chemistry's there now. Um, they are all playing well together. They kind of are using their bench when they need to use them and not necessarily just because they have to use them. Uh, and their offense is evolving a bit more with, with Jason Wallace at the point. So, yeah, that's the difference, and I i mean, I think Kentucky's probably that team we have to throw out there. I would have said Tennessee with Ziegler. I just don't know without him, um, and I also wouldn't look over a Texas A&M team. I, I think people just keep forgetting that A&M is 14-3 and in the SEC, and if Alabama were to lose tonight to Auburn, guess what happens? That sets up a winner-take-all for the SEC championship on Saturday in College Station between Alabama and Texas A&M. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't kind of discount them either, but Kentucky's the first team that comes to mind just based on how they're playing. Do you already uh, have your spot camped out in line to get right to the credentials for yeah. SEC well, tournament yeah. and get I in? Mean, no, I mean, look, I'll, I'll try to save you, you know, a good seat, but you know, <laughs> you know me, I like to I like to get there early and camp out, and make sure I get the the prime view because 
Um, you know, it's it's kind of it's a battle down there trying to get to get a good seat for some of these. Guys. Oh, they're gonna put me. I mean, they're gonna put me in the janitor's closet. <laughs> I already know that. There's a, there's well, a nice printout with Zach Williams on it. I'll bring you. Uh, I don't know. Whatever the I think they have Coke products. I'll bring you a nice Coke drink at some point into the there. So Blake Lovell has been our guest. You can follow him on Twitter at the Blake Lovell. Blake, thanks so much for jumping on with us, buddy. You got it, man. Thanks. Always good stuff. One of the best brains in all of college basketball. To talk to in my opinion. I always feel like that guy's just like one day away from. I mean, he does a tremendous job already with uh, uh, Southeastern fourteen. But I think he's always one day away from just being, I mean, big time. Like, he's already big time, but, like, really big time because he just has such a great brain for all of this and just the knowledge that he has is just amazing. If you want to jump in, final segment coming up, 615-844-5600. We want to talk to you back after this here on the Afternoon Stretch.